What is up, everybody? My name is Kid Icarus, and this is my podcast. My guest today is a hip-hop artist. You can find her most recent single, Heroic Activity, over on Spotify. You can check out her music video for Battle Scars over on YouTube. Please welcome Fallacy. Yes, thank you. And then we hop into the interview. Awesome. All right. So uh, thank you. Thank you for sitting down with me. Um, so let's talk about um, how did you get into making music? Uh, Honestly, I've been a writer all my life, mm-hmm. uh, all through um, elementary, middle school, high school. And right after high school, um, I just had stacked books of poetry, poetry. It was just poetry. And um, I actually started in Limer Park. There, there was a few shows that some of my friends were like, hey, you know what? There's going to be a few spoken word shows. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you come out? Check them out. So I came out. I checked out the crowd. And it just kind of it fed something in me where I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to. But I was always super nervous. It was just like mm-hmm. taking the leap. But it started in Limer Park. At, um, let's see if I can remember the name. Uh uh empowerment something but um it was beautiful it was beautiful to start there there was so much skill so much energy so much vibe and um i just started by uh doing some spoken word and then Mm -hmm. one day i put a little beat behind my spoken word and it became a track a song a record so i i hear that a lot from uh hip-hop artists that um they they started out doing poetry first um what were inspirations as far as poetry goes because like as for me like there's not a lot of poetry artists that i actually know of were you a fan of like poetry um i know but you know what did inspire me was the way tupac would write and of course i was born and raised in los angeles in the crenshaw district so uh growing up listening to tupac his music is almost poetry it is poetry Mm -hmm. you know so uh listening to him growing up and uh you know putting my my words together is wasn't that far off so i'll tell you what i'll i I, um i got some bad blood with tupac oh no (laughs) i I just think that some new york art school kid shouldn't be a Mm -hmm. uh shouldn't be a representative i hear you i hear you california music you know well he did it really well though (laughs) he represented it to the t which you know we're proud of still so yeah i yeah he made made good stuff um yeah i've gotten into some arguments about tupac before um i don't think he is the best uh he seems to be held up as this like role model Mm -hmm. when he's um not uh but yeah fantastic music i don't think that anybody has ever captured the thing he that he did with his voice that made him sound like a speech writer Mm. or like a um like a black pastor, the the way he would elongate certain words. Mm-hmm. Hello, if you hear me, yes, like that, yes, yes, that kind delivery. of thing. Um, like I don't hear that from anybody else, and I think that mm-hmm. that's like a fantastic um, thing that he does. Um, what what kind of music do you listen to outside of hip hop? Because I was listening to um, I was listening to Love Angel yesterday, um, and there is a song where you have a sung chorus um and there's these harmonies in it that don't sound like hip-hop r&b mm-hmm. harmonies they sound mm-hmm. like something else and i'm trying to figure out what well, it sounds you like. know what i i listen to a lot being uh latina i listen okay. to a lot of spanish music um my mom's guatemalan my dad's mexican so the rhythm is there you know, so uh, growing up, I listened to a lot of R&B. I grew up listening to oldies as well. Okay. So a lot of my harmonies, a lot of uh, the things that I try to do with my music is just being not only a hip hop artist, but just being open to just creating music. You know, yes. I don't like to be put in just one genre or like she does hip hop. She's a rapper. No, I, I you know what I mean? I still have a lot to learn. I mm. still experiment. I still with my sound, with my sound, uh, with my music. So um, a lot of Spanish music, a lot of um, oldies, Brentwood, uh, a lot of uh, Keith Sweat growing up, okay. a lot of um, the Delphonics, the Temptations. Uh, honestly, that was a big, big part of my life growing up. 
Okay. Do you have any, do you play any instruments? I don't. No? Do you have, um, do you happen to grow up in the church? Um, you actually, no. I, uh, in the few years, in the beginning, yes, and then it kind of just diverged. I was going to ask if you were part of, like, a church choir or no, no. You know what? I always, I don't know what was so scary and nerve-wracking mm -hmm. to, like, put myself in a choir i didn't mm -hmm. do it until after uh, until like my 12th year in high school but i should have done it a lot but sooner you were in a choir in mm -hmm. 12th year high school mm -hmm. okay how, how was that it was it was great it was great um i wish i would have had a, a longer experience with choir though okay i feel like i would have uh, um it would have helped me with my sound now yeah um spanish I want to sing in Spanish, actually. I'm actually working on a Spanish uh, record. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that would have helped me a lot. So right now, I'm just kind of picking up the pieces. I'm experimenting. I'm still trying to get over um, the nerves and like, oh, do I sound good? Do I not? Um, just just overthinking. I'm a big overthinker. Yeah, I, I get that. I do, I do the same thing, um, particularly like when I was younger, um, I hated my own music but then then i got then i got to a point where like i made music that i was like oh this is something i would listen to all the time yeah. you know mm -hmm. um and i think it, it it takes a while to start getting comfortable with your own voice yeah and also like a really it takes a good engineer to get comfortable exactly with your own voice. yes um, yes i mean you you're recording same place i am at yes. project mayhem and shout out to ryman that's my brother yeah he's the best um but like when i get my vocals recorded for the first time and get them played back i'm like oh i don't know should i do another take this doesn't sound good something's mm -hmm. going on with my voice mm -hmm. and then like i'll be like all right it's fine and then he'll like eq everything yeah. and it's mm -hmm. like oh okay yeah now i get it like this is how it's supposed to sound it takes a while to get it yes right. you know what ryman has something special about him that he is able to just take that out of you, the hunger, the drive, the reason of why you're behind that mic. Um, honestly, we've been working together for over a decade now. He's seen, that's where I started, Mayhem. Oh, yeah. Um, so my very first tracks were recorded there, and it's become a place, uh, it's become a home. You know, I feel yeah. so, I, I feel at home there. I feel the energy, the vibe is always amazing, and I've learned to be more open and play with my voice a lot he's always been um an inspiration too behind the tables too uh but he's helped me a lot to play with my voice and you know it doesn't have to be fallacy two years ago it can be a new yeah. fallacy you fallacy you can try new things you can mm -hmm. uh you know throw in some new uh hooks you know sing on it um you know rap in spanish so he's always been helpful with like experimenting and stuff so i i love that yeah so you have a um new project that you're working on that you're going to mm -hmm. release in may yeah? yes it's called above water i'm super excited about that and honestly it's just a lot of tracks that i've kept hidden from everybody mm -hmm. um you know as an artist like i said i'm an overthinker and like sometimes you'll record something and it's amazing but then it just stays in in the books that's okay. it you know uh so i do have a lot a lot that we're going through and we're like okay what's gonna make this album what's gonna uh be different what's gonna you know make it go live mm -hmm. uh so i'm super excited about that everything has been recorded at mayhem so that's amazing i love right it on. there um but yeah you should expect a lot of big things coming from okay. fallacy for what's sure. um where do you get your beats from um same mayhem has different engineers uh mm -hmm. different producers that uh you know go in go out and i've met um a lot of great producers there eddie bloom um bands my brother um but yeah uh, also ryman produces so mm -hmm. you'll hear a lot of uh ryman so all bands. The, those, those people are all uh, producing certain tracks yes. on the album mm -hmm. okay um what is something different about this project that uh, you tried out is there anything that any new things that you were like I wasn't sure yeah about actually this, um my cadences are different I feel like I've grown to be just my own artist like I don't okay. want to sound like anybody mm -hmm. I don't want to uh be put in a box um of oh this is just this, another Latina rapper you mm -hmm. know um I feel like I'm a lot more confident um I'm I'm doing it for myself 
you know i'm I, i'm also just having fun with it i think that's what it is i'm having fun with it and i'm just not holding back anymore okay. you know how would you describe the um vibe of the project i i like to give this question sometimes if you were to describe the music in terms of objects like if you took a picture of like three or four objects together to make the sound what would those be i i asked particularly because you're wearing like a, a fur coat and like gold <laughs> glasses and stuff so should we expect something um, a real uh, bougie real rich blooded that's funny no actually it's very um it's you know what and this is funny be that you asked that because it's either you're gonna like it or you're not because i do come across on some songs very west coast very like almost gangster rap because that's what yeah. i grew up on right yeah. and i grew up in the crenshaw district it wasn't pretty mm -hmm. you know so i do talk about those experiences and i grew uh, and i talk about you know um growing up with two older brothers that mm -hmm. you know what i mean showed me the ways and you know they were gangbangers themselves so it's not pretty mm -hmm. but i also do you can also feel me as a woman and embracing all of this embracing everything that i lived through life in los angeles life in the crenshaw district um so i'd say yeah you either like it or you don't I, some some songs i come very hard very strong um and then some songs are very playful uh like heroic activity that's mm -hmm. very inspiring that's one of my favorite songs as well okay so is that a single that's going to be on this project mm -hmm. okay so that's yeah. that's a taste of what's so very different then. yes yes uh and it's like a roller coaster heroic activity is uh to inspire you it's almost like go to the gym put it on and just go hard you know um i am trying to get it placed mm -hmm. uh different i'm trying to you know hit some commercials movies um videos see where that lands but um i had a lot of fun recording that um that track and i felt like i almost needed it for myself because i was yeah. kind of losing myself and i didn't know if i wanted to continue doing music and mm -hmm. i think everybody goes through that face yeah. but um that track definitely helped me stay strong if you were to describe um this album in a color what what color would it be oh you know what i'm just gonna go with my favorite which is purple royalty okay. you know what i mean yeah. nothing less Okay, so like a deep, deep purple. Yes. Yeah, something mm -hmm. like velvet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it is a little, little But bougie. you know what? I would have said blue because you know what I mean? Nipsey blue, Crenshaw District. Oh, but yeah. no. Um, yeah, royalty. I do hold myself in a pedestal. I've grown to love myself as a woman, as an artist. That's just as a person. And also encourage the people around me to do that too. You mm -hmm. know, um, I've always been a leader. I've always been an overachiever. So... I definitely have to keep myself in that aspect. Yeah, I get you. Um, what is, what, is there a um, lesson that you want people to take away from your music? Is there a main message or a main ethic that you try to promote in your music that you want people to learn from it? yeah i definitely want you to stay educated i want you to stay hungry confident it's hard you know what i mean if it was easy everybody would be doing it um one of the things that i've been telling myself for the past couple of weeks is you know when whatever i do i sometimes i try to do a lot mm -hmm. and and it seems and, and i tell myself damn this is a lot this is a lot but if it was less then i probably wouldn't want it you yeah. know so stay strong stay confident and always want more don't conform don't conform don't you know just stop where you think okay this is it i'm happy no there's always yeah. levels to push um and you know one of the things that i tell my family you know stay educated you mm -hmm. know just stay keep knowledge alive stay educated stay educated you know yeah that um <clears throat> that's something i i've been um struggling with lately these past couple of weeks is like I, um, like people tell you to, you know, take some time for yourself every once in a while, take some breaks. Um, I have no in between. Like the past couple of weeks, I've been like all my free time, I've been working. Either I'm at the gym, I'm doing Instacart when I'm off work, I'm at my normal job, or I'm in the studio, I'm doing one of those things. Um, and like last night, I had a couple hours where I was like, Instacart wasn't giving me any orders, so I went home, had dinner, and I had a couple hours. And, like, the moment I get a couple hours, I'm either, like, I have a the voice inside me that goes either eat as much as you can mm. or go out and find some drugs or mm. do something, you know, because 
in my mind, that's how I relax. Like that's how I have fun. Um, even though like to me, what I really should be finding fun is the music and stuff, which Mm -hmm. is, which I see as work, you know? Um, and so I kind of feel like that message that some people give of like, Oh, you know, you got to take some time for yourself. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like, do I, Mm -hmm. or or can I just keep going? Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. um, what do you think of that? I think you can keep going. Right. It's about pushing yourself. Um, I'm not saying don't sleep. I'm not saying don't have a good meal. Don't go out with your friends. No, no, yeah. that's that's fine. But also the energy around you means a lot. Yeah. The people you have around you, uh, like you said, oh, music might seem like work sometimes. You know, sometimes it's just switching the switching the energy around you mm-hmm. so that it doesn't feel as work. When yeah. I go to Project Mayhem, that's my home. You know, I've, I've even told these cats there that... It's, there's no other place that I get to be myself mm-hmm. because I do so much. And, you know, I am an, um, I am in the cannabis industry and, uh, and I do music. And, you know, I also try to be a family person and I, I have a boyfriend and I do a lot. But when I go to Mayhem, I just get to be myself and joke around and really, you know, dive deep into who I am as a person, mm-hmm. you know. And... Um, it's about the energy that you keep around, you know. So yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. You you said there, um, you know, you're not saying not to sleep, not have a good meal. Um, and I think that there's um, it's always important to do those things not for their own sake, because that's that's a problem I have. I I have a terrible relationship with food. Mm-hmm. Like I I weigh about one seventy right now. At my most, I was like two fifty. Um, and like, I mean, I'm not a fan of sleep because it makes me feel like I'm wasting the day, but I know Mm -hmm. people where I'm like, what do you do for fun? And they're like, ah, when I'm not working, I just sleep. And it's like, what is that? How can you live your life like that? Um, but that's, that's how it is, Mm -hmm. right? With anything that is, this is to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. That's all it should be. Like that, that's how I am learning to treat food is like, have a meal and then be done and get back to yeah. whatever whatever work or whatever uh, fun there is. Um, yeah, at um, at Project Mayhem, you, you feel like you get to be yourself. Um, yes. There's always tons of stuff going on there, yes, right? Yes, podcasts. Um, what, what has been one of the most interesting things that you have been a part of there? I, I mean, there's been, they've thrown some live instagram youtube live shows yeah they've, they've yeah yeah, yeah. you know podcasts. what through the whole decade that i've been there mm-hmm. um i think there was a point where we had shows back to back every thursday every friday every saturday and it was different shows it was mm-hmm. for project mayhem if it was from Sella hip-hop we had fallacy fridays um i yeah, think that was friday and i have just a fa- name dropping yourself <laughs> valley friday yeah it was popping um it was beautiful you know what i mean it was when the I think the the scene in the hip hop, um, the the underground hip hop scene was really really popping in in LA, mm-hmm. um, and Los Globos was popping. The airliner was popping. Um, all of that. I, so I just went to Los Globos a couple times these past couple weeks. Yeah, beautiful place. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that it's still alive, but it's nothing like what it was. Yeah, you know, uh, I think artists were a lot more hungry and. Some some people made it out and, and are still doing music and some people just, you know, are, are gave up and didn't, you know, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you know, are, are not doing music anymore. And I think what it was was beautiful. And I would I, that's what I always think about. Okay. You ever you ever get on those um, those games that they got over there? Yeah, 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 yeah. The sticks. Pac-Man, the um, Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, that, that's, that's one of my favorite things. Um, it's just so it's so great in the background of stuff like when they're doing like podcasts or music videos or stuff and it's just there in the background i don't know may i i may have a simple mind that likes no that's funny lights, because you know? um we might be recording an hour two hours straight ryman's right there in the keys and then we take a quick little 10 minute break and you find them playing a game so yeah. no it's dope it comes in handy and you know gives your mind and uh you know a break so yeah need those those, just the flashing lights mm-hmm. I, I enjoy um colors you know what i mean mm-hmm. colors different color lights it, it makes me happy 
Um, do you do longer sessions? Do you write in studio? I do write in studio. Yes. Okay. You know what? And this is something that I'm trying to work on. I'm trying to find time to be able to just write at home and get inspired. But some, what I've been finding is that I get inspired at the studio with the people okay. that I'm around and the sounds that I'm listening to and the vibe and the energy. But I do write in studio. So I'll book a session four or five hours, mm -hmm. write for the first hour or two, and then I'll lay something down. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a long time to mm -hmm. be in studio. I always just have the two-hour sessions. Anything longer than that, I get burnt out. I get burnt out after the two hours, too. Um, I, I tend to write, um, lesson first, like that. I have this philosophy about writing in general that is, um, informed. Do you know who Joseph Campbell is? Have you ever heard him? No, he's a, um, he was a scholar in like the fifties who's most famous for, uh, writing about the hero's journey in, uh, ancient mythology and how all these stories have these same patterns and stuff. Um, but I, I have this theory that all writing is about, it's the way that humans um, trade lessons with each other. Okay. Um, it's all about arguing to prove like, oh, you should live this way. Like that's that's how I view writing. Um, and so when I, when I sit down to write, it's always like, what do I want to say first? Mm -hmm. And then how do I translate that into mm -hmm. songs? Um, when you write, what's the first spark in your brain? What do you go? Do you just start writing lyrics and then combine those into a common theme? Or um, you know do you what? get yeah. concepts first? Um, a little bit of both. But I think most of the time I do have already, you know, lyrics scattered around and then okay. I bring them together. And if I have to rewrite something, I will. Uh, one of the things that motivates me, inspires me a lot is the team because we, not that I always want to one up them, but I know that they're going to come with some fire. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, no, my shit gotta be fire. Yeah. You know, uh, we have a great team over there with Boon Coon, Foxy La Chingona, Bands, um, you know, Ryman. So we all inspire each other to be the best. Yeah. No, don't come with anything mediocre. Uh, complex as well. We just don't don't come with any any bullshit. Yeah, so, Boone's Boone's one of my favorite. Uh, yeah, he's amazing. Artists like I, I, amazing. I listen to him every once in a while. Put him on Spotify. Um, when you were composing your uh, project, do you? How did you choose? Is there a specific order to your songs on it? Um, we are currently working on the order now, okay. but. Um, it's going to be interesting because, like I mentioned, it's a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of more hardcore, underground, kind of more in your face music. Mm -hmm. But then we have these fun uh, tracks as well. So it is going to be uh, interesting when we put the final list yeah, together. The, whenever there's something like that, it's always the question of, like, do you make, do you group the heavy stuff away from the smooth mm -hmm. stuff? Or you do, do you go yeah, back and yeah. forth, you know? Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Um I think all the music that I've put out, though, and, you know, when, when people have seen me perform, they've seen nothing but hardcore music, like yeah. underground bars. You know, I'm talking about something that you might have to listen to it twice to mm -hmm. really understand it, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, I think people are expecting that. Uh, I definitely want to uh, focus a little bit more on, like, uh, different sounds or, like, you know, singing a little bit more, and then you'll be able to hear that a little bit uh, more in the album. Okay. Uh, what is... What are some of your um, favorite albums of all time? Mm, you know what? Um, of course, any Nipsey album. Uh, J. Cole. Um, I listen to a lot of Jay-Z. Um, Do you... So I, I haven't heard much Nipsey. Um, the the one that came out after he died was probably the one I listened to the most just because that everyone was talking about mm -hmm. him, so I figured I should. Um, and I know only a bit of Jay-Z, but I am a huge J. Cole fan. Mm -hmm. So what do you think is J. Cole's best album? Um, let's see. It was probably... What is the name of the the one with... Is that what it's not the last one, but the second to last? Oh, uh, KOD. Mm, yes, yes, oh, yes. Oh, really? Yes, okay. yes, that one's, yeah. 
See, I I was full on expecting you to say Forest Hills Drive. No, no, no. I, had I think that's mo- more commercial stuff, though. I feel like um, I I was ready to go in and be like, no, nah, it's KOD. <laughs> um, like, because I feel like a lot of people say Forest Hills Drive, which on it personally, I probably think is his best <laughs> album. Um, because I like like smoother, boom bappier kind mm-hmm. of stuff, and that's what that is. But yeah, KOD is um surprisingly good um and it's very it's very much stripped down to mm-hmm. like it's a sample it's an 808 and it's a drum line mm-hmm. like that's it's basically every track is just those three things mm-hmm. but he's able to like flip that into a full album yeah and you know what it is i think that's really important and special to me because it's definitely you know I'm more of a bar person. I'm more mm. on like, what are you saying? What is the content? What are you telling me? What am I going to get from this song that you're is? I love a beat. I yeah. love, you know, the, the drums. I love, you know, the sounds. I love that. I think it makes a song, mm. but I, but I'm more into like the words, the context, the bars, the, you know, what are you telling me? Yeah. Um, and I also, I wanted to add Kendrick as well. Kendrick has some amazing albums. Oh, too, yeah, yeah. So that definitely inspired you know listening to um i'm really bad with names um, uh i mean good kid mad city yes or, yes yes the yeah. one before that though um uh section 80 yes oh my god i love section 80 oh, i was really? like that was on replay he was just so hardcore and real on that i, I, love I it. enjoy some tracks of that it really is it's so interesting to hear somebody so uh rough Mm-hmm. But you know that he is going to become mm-hmm. so fantastic. Yes, like yes, you, can, yes. you can, that was hear, already fantastic. I feel you can hear the growing pains in it. I mm-hmm. think though, I mm-hmm. I don't think it's as polished as some. I don't even think Mad Kitty, Mad City, is as polished as some of his other mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I think he's still growing in those yeah. early albums. Mm-hmm. But it is fascinating to see like a young guy that you're like, oh man, there's so much yeah. in here that's going to be polished up um was that track is it adhd oh i love adhd i i had that on a loop for a while because it's so it's just a perfect example of that where like it's rough and it seems like underproduced Mm -hmm. um but it's such a catchy song yes he flows so well in it and it's also like you said the the bars the lyrics like that deals with something that um i think like he has such a honest way of talking about things yeah where he's not um glorifying things exactly. as much as like actually pointing out problems and everybody can relate to it i feel like if there's yeah. something that people can take it's just being able to relate to that um i think there's a beautiful thing with like a well like a, a, an amazing produced album or mm-hmm. track i think that's beautiful and that's something that i look forward to and when i listen to really well produced uh tracks i'm like damn you know i'm proud of that i'm happy for you but then like you said something that's not so well polished but still amazing i Mm. i love that yeah i've heard him talk about how um at top dog they didn't really have um ways to add variation to their music because it was just them you know buying beats and then recording over it um and he said that that's why he developed all these different voices mm. because he needed to add that dynamic change oh, in his music and all he had to work with was his voice yeah that's um, dope and uh like it's i think one of his biggest accomplishments because like yeah. all his different voices are so 100%. iconic and distinct from each other that when he goes into it it's like okay yeah um yeah and I think that um, I think that's one of the great things about having any limitations mm. is that you're able to yeah. work around it. Um, I think that as artists, um, it's a good practice to yeah. have certain limitations. You yeah, know? and that's what I mean about staying hungry and staying educated. Like you're always going to have obstacles in front of you. You're always going to have no's or you know people people or things stopping you but mm-hmm. go around it you know be yeah. be better be smarter 
work on yourself uh, to be able to be confident and you push through that because that's that's always going to be there. Do you ever set yourself little challenges? Be like, I'm going to write a verse that doesn't use the letter S or something like that. You ever? Uh... Damn, I've tried it once or twice, um, but not ne not necessarily. I yeah. do set give myself a lot of challenges in life, but not necessarily in my writing. I'd say maybe this year and, and last, I played a lot with my voice. You can hear me. Uh, just become a different person. So I think yeah. that that was a big challenge for me because uh, in the beginning when I started, you know, the process of like, okay, I don't, I'm not going to sound like fallacy. I'm going to sound mm -hmm. like a completely different person, different artist. Um, that was very challenging, you know, because you're all in your head and you're like, does it sound good? Does it not yeah. uh, push through? You know what I mean? I, I'm in love with how I'm able to become somebody different now. Yeah. So I love that. Is there anything um, technically about uh, making music that you think... Um, people would want to know as like a tip um like one thing that i could say is like when i first started making music um i didn't realize that i could get loud and the engineer mm -hmm. can just turn the game yeah. down mm -hmm. and that that completely changed how i was able to make music like i everything i recorded sounded so much better because i wasn't afraid to actually <laughs> project and throw my voice out there um is there anything in your music that you're like hey this is a little trick that i learned like use this um i think it's something super simple like adding a little bit of reverb or a mm -hmm. little delay but you know what ryman always tell uh you know we go back and forth because i am very technical mm -hmm. um and you know he tells me it doesn't always have to be you know i'm all about the structure of the song i yeah. like to create songs and you know coming from project mayhem and boom bad and like just writing bars and verses sometimes you know when I'm writing with Ryman or somebody like they're not focused on a hook or a bridge or they're not focused yeah. on like, you know, dynamics and me, I'm very technical and I'm like, no, this is where the hook goes. This is the 16. No, if it's a, a 12, that doesn't make sense to yeah. me. You know what I mean? I'm very technical. I also went to uh, LA recording school. So I think a little bit of that yeah. comes from, you know, going to school. I, um, I am greatly annoyed by certain uh, friends of mine who, refuse to have song structure mm -hmm. where i'm like this will, nobody will make this their favorite song if yeah. there's no structure like it's cool to like i always think of it as a track too like uh, there there's a few albums that i have um particularly do you listen to atmosphere yes so atmosphere seven travels uh his second song on there is birdcage sing why i know or something like that it's weird mixed up but it has no it's not structured it's a verse and then kind of a sung chorus at the end until it fades out um and it works great as track two mm -hmm. where track one is trying to find the balance which is the most like basic song structure in the mm -hmm. whole album and it's a hit song you know um and so like when people don't have strong structure it's like it's cool you can have that as track two but you need your track yeah. one. You mm -hmm. need some of these songs that are basic song structures so that people can be brought exactly. in. And then you experiment within that, you know? Yeah, um, and I think um, nowadays I feel like people need those breaks. Give them a dope verse and then mm -hmm. hit them with a nice hook or a nice uh, bridge, you know? Um, yeah. That's very, very important because I grew up on 32s and 64s. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Just nonstop writing because... I didn't have structure, yeah. you know, and I would just write, write, write. And then when I'm recording, I record this whole 64 uh, bar verse. Mm -hmm. And when I'm listening to it, I'm like, yeah, this is all dope. But are they listening to the whole yeah. 64 bars? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's very important for me to have some structure. And like, you know, like I said, we go back and forth and he's like, Fally, you don't always have to, you know, go with the norm. And I'm like, no, I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it gives people something to catch on to like they need that to yeah. touch base you know it does get tiring after mm -hmm. listening to verse for so long you need that thing to return home to the hook is your home you especially know? if you're a performance performing artist because you know yeah. you can be an artist a recording artist and not perform and then it's just you know listening but if you're a performing artist you need to vibe with the uh, crowd and you, you know i mean the mm -hmm. audience has to like feel you and you you need these breaks to like you know connect with the with the audience yeah i think that also it works good um lyrically to constantly return to the hook um, because you get to make the verses have a different context each time um, a good example of this would be 
uh, Real by Kendrick, where he has um, this verse that from his buddy whose friend whose brother died that is talking about he's about to go get revenge and stuff. And then he has another verse from the perspective of a prostitute that's mad at him for dropping her name in the song. Um, no, no, it's not real. It's Sing About Me. That's right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, and so, like, when you when you get both of those perspectives, they're completely separate songs mm-hmm. until you get the hook in there mm-hmm. and the hook bridges them mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, lyrically, I think that a good hook does that. It takes these yeah. different perspectives that shouldn't be related to each other on their own, but the hook brings them together. You know? Yeah. I feel like creating a hook, though, is a whole different skill. And that's something I was talking yeah. to some. I actually co-host B-Side Show. And um, I had Robles there. And, um, you know, he was just telling me how he, you know, usually just spits verses and bars and bars. And we talked about the hooks a little bit. And it, it is a different monster to tackle. Yeah. Because, um, but the more you do it, the better you get at it, you yeah. know. Um you can't just throw anything random and call it a hook. It has yeah. to be well put together. Yeah, it, it has to be uh, distinct, I think. Sometimes people just um, do the hook in the same exact kind of cadence and flow as their verses, and you, then you can't even tell that it's a yeah. hook. It's just a line that repeats. Um, it's good that you brought up the uh, B-sides because I wanted to talk about that. I know I had the note on my phone, but I used the phone for the light. So I was like, what was that that I wanted <laughs> to bring up? Yeah. So what's what's the B-side show? The B-side show? show is every Monday night at 8 p.m. Um, I've been doing that for over a decade, too. Shout out mm-hmm. to the B-side show, Rabbit and Shay. They saw something in me once and they say, hey, you want to co-host? Um, you know, and I said, yeah, and I've been there since. Um, it's It was a beautiful opportunity to also learn and just be somebody different you know yeah. or or practice different skills and be behind being on a different uh chair i'm not the right. artist i'm you know the interviewer yeah. and i'm you know i'm i'm learning from all these artists that i'm interviewing so it's beautiful anybody that is in town promoting or anybody that you know is dropping something new mm-hmm. or just wants you know has something to talk about they can reach out to us and we'll you know we'll, and w- what's the platform for this it's Where a hip-hop platform it? so it's a oh, um, um bsideshow.net okay. and it's uh it's a live a live uh, podcast okay live, yeah yeah and it's it's actually it's got its own website and yes it has huh? its own website you can uh watch it everywhere though we go live on instagram twitch um youtube twitch for all them nerds out yeah there. right it's popping <laughs> twitch is popping now i know, now. <laughs> no, I know it is i'm i'm just making i'm a, i'm a nerd I, I, so i gotta make fun of the nerds no but yeah twitch is popping is something that um i think it's been in the mate in the in the works but now you hear a lot more about twitch yeah i mean it's it's expanded to not even like it started as a video game streaming thing but like mm-hmm. it's not anymore mm-hmm. like it's just people doing whatever streaming mm-hmm. whatever um what do you do um, outside of music? What's a what's a hobby of yours? Um, I have a couple. I like working out when I have the energy to. Um, I like being with my family. You know, I think it's very important to be part of, especially because I have younger nieces and nephews, and okay. um, I need to be part of their life. Mm-hmm. I've always been a leader, like I mentioned, and I need to be able to show them why and give them examples. And, you know, it's very, very important for us to, like, keep moving forward. And mm-hmm. I feel like um, if I have that in me, that I can motivate or encourage somebody to just be a better person. Why not? Yeah. Um, but other than that, I like to smoke flower. <laughs> I like to stay faded. Uh, I dab a lot. Okay. <laughs> But um, let's see. I think yeah, I'm a simple person. That, that devil weed there. That, yeah, right. <laughs> the devil's horrible. lettuce. That's horrible. That's, that's funny. It yeah. does something for me though, which yeah. is, and you know what? Back then, I was a lot more. I was smoking back to back, you know, joint after joint. I don't smoke smoke uh tobacco or like swishers or blunts mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I'm kind of like, keep it a little more clean. But um, but now I think two two years ago I started smoking very, like just, um, just when I'm either gonna write something because it does something to me. It inspires me. It kind of just opens my eyes a little bit more or my mind to something different. But I'm not a pothead like I used to be. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, 
Um, and I do miss it though. I say that because I do miss it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I feel see, like it does, it um, affects me a little bit more now. See, I, I stay clean and only smoke meth. Um, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, I used to, I used to smoke a lot of weed um, and then I started getting super anxious all the okay. time. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I stopped and then it kind of cleared that up. You know what it was is that feeling of uh, wanting to retreat. I don't know if that mm -hmm. happens to you when you're high, but it, I'll, constantly I'd be like, I want to be on my own mm -hmm. and just do whatever I want to do. Um, I don't want to be around other people. Mm -hmm. um, and so it would drive me away from doing anything mm -hmm. anything productive you gotta be around other people and so I, hear I, you. I would be like wasting my life away in my room watching tv watching bojack horseman yeah. for the 50th time you ever watch bojack horseman no no it's good it's good <laughs> i think that happens to a lot of people and actually i'm always i don't i'm a person that's always on the go i'm uh i'm always people are always you know needing me or i'm always in front of people so I also, if I were to stay faded all the time, I'd probably be anxious because I yeah. felt it. So this is why I kind of just do it on my own personal time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that seems to be a better better way to do it. Um, uh, do you consider yourself more of an extroverted person? Mm, I do, actually. Oh, uh, well. Do you feel more energized after spending time with people or before spending actually, time with Actually, um, I would say before okay. i actually i think i'm introverted yeah i feel because um ugh, energy that's tough when yeah. you have 15 people 15 different energies even if it's five different energies three different energies yep. it's, it's a lot it's yeah. a lot and i'm a, a consumer like i mm -hmm. take i take i take i take yeah and um sometimes it can really mess with you yeah you know what's tough in hip-hop particularly because it's such a um competitive industry like it's even if it's not like my song's gonna beat your song or something <laughs> like that um it's still a there seems to constantly be um this competition in even just social interactions with other rappers where it's like bro i just want to i just want to relax sometimes mm -hmm. um the more the the People that like I know mm -hmm. aren't necessarily like that, but like when you go to a show and you're around new artists that you yeah. haven't, there's constantly a front. I know? feel like when you become the artist that you want to be, yeah. that kind of like that 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 is no more. I feel yeah. because I I I feel like I had this conversation uh, five years ago with another artist, and I brought this brought it up the same way. Oh, there's a lot of competition. Yeah. And at the moment, she said, you know what? At the artist that I'm in now, I don't feel that. And I can relate to that now. Yeah. I can relate to that now as, you know, the artist that I am now. And when I do meet new artists or I'm in a, a room with different artists or my friends that are artists, um, it doesn't feel like that anymore. But I can relate to what you said. And yeah. now I'm relating to, you know, what yeah, she the, had mentioned. The other yeah. side mm -hmm. of it. Um, yeah. It may be a... Uh, it may be a like personal thing because i i mean i fight because i'm a scared person like i i'm a bit of a coward um and so i i train to fight because i think oh, somebody's gonna try and fight Damn, me at some yeah. point i need to oh you gotta um, stay ready and so it may be that same mentality that mm -hmm. goes like somebody's gonna fight me at some point that says like oh man these people i meet there are the rappers they're just trying to uh mm -hmm. you know there's mm -hmm. there's a bit of that um i mean you do have to stay ready though ag aggressive uh, mentality you yeah. know it's somebody's always out to get you kind of thing there can um, always be a better you know rapper though out there you know what yeah. i'm saying than you so i i understand you know you have to stay ready you have your skills always have to be polished you know oh yeah i mean more socially than actual music mm -hmm. just the just the just the vibe um of like i'm gonna i don't know i don't it's hard to explain um a lot of pissing contests is mm -hmm. what i think it is mm -hmm. a lot of like Oh, I got I got some more money than I mean it's kind of embedded into the the culture itself, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. that is hip hop music is to be like, well, I got I got more money, I got better bars, yeah. I got better cars, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But do you though? Do you really? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you? Um, what do you think about hip hop culture? Do you think that there is an issue with that kind of mentality in hip hop that it is a um, 
partially there's an element of superficiality in it that like everything is about like wealth or status or or violence i mean there's there's a lot of violence in hip-hop as well um i feel, feel like i have things? to break it down with hip-hop like commercial hip-hop mm-hmm. and underground and i've okay. always been underground and i feel like in the underground okay. scene there's a lot more um room there's a lot more what's the word um you're accepted whether you do have a lot of money or whether you don't you know it's just mm-hmm. underground you're you're spitting about where you're coming from and a lot more in regards to like the bars and you know the writing and commercial then yeah you know yeah. what i mean if we're talking commercial hip-hop yeah it's all about the money and you know what i mean who you know and who you're name dropping all them drugs mm-hmm. the is, lean I and the, a bit of another problem that um there's just a lot of negative things that are promoted yeah hip-hop yeah music. yeah of course and then you have like if we're talking about women in specific you yeah. know what i mean my nieces and you know my baby cousins are listening to you know shake your ass and like which is fine at a, it's not fine that they're listening to this you know on mm-hmm. tiktok and like you know but i'm also i can't be a hypocrite i also shake my ass when i'm out there hanging yeah. out you know what i mean going to the club but it's just it should be a little censored, though, I feel. Yeah, it is interesting, uh, the difference between mainstream and underground hip-hop, but also, like, there's different underground hip-hops, right? Like, mm. it's... Open Mike Eagle is not going to be part of the same show as, yeah. like, a um, Webster X or something. Mm. Like, it, it, there's so many branches within right. hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it also is about how much have you made it your life you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying like your skills how much how hungry are you are you in the lab 24 7 are you putting those hours are you perfecting your sound your delivery you know are you putting into your performance things like that what what is the what are some uh venues that you frequent um that you think are good places that provide opportunities for um up-and-coming hip-hop artists uh i think los globos right now is popping um because you wouldn't see a lot of hip-hop at los globos back in the day um let's see Um, they have a um they have a wednesday night open mic at los globos Mm -hmm. called something dope for the people that is uh fantastic that's dope um yeah i was there wednesday didn't get called (coughs) um there's a lot of people okay so you sign up yeah you you buy your ticket and your ticket gets you three raffle tickets to put in the bucket um, and then they pick the bucket in between acts um and it's it's popping like it's it's a huge crowd they had somebody from um england there the other night that showed up just for something dope for the people he was like i wanted to visit la and i had been following you guys for a year on instagram so i figured i'd come through that's awesome um you know what i grew up in uh in venues like the airliner that was beautiful when it was you know um where was that at? i want to say that, gardenia no actually that was um close to downtown la okay yeah yeah um but also what other venues anything in Lemur park though that was a beautiful experience they don't have as many venues now mm-hmm. but Lemur park was a bit it's legendary okay. um but now i i I don't hear of a lot of venues. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a strange situation now because we're still like just on the other side of COVID. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, like there's so many venues that like I used to go to in 2019 where I'm like, is that place open now? Like I don't I don't know. Um, yeah, there's there was a uh, bar that me and my friends used to go to right on Bellflower Boulevard here that. Um, shut down we knew the owner he was a Mm -hmm. cool dude he was the bartender almost every night um and yeah cool to hang out with gave the place this like real friendly vibe um and then they uh reopened again recently and my buddy was like hey come down and i was like oh yeah i'd love to see chris and he's like oh he doesn't own it anymore it's this Mm. different owner and it's just a completely different vibe now Um, it's the same same bar (laughs) but like it's just all the regulars who went to go, who used mm-hmm. to go there, now go somewhere else. I guess because mm-hmm. everything got shut down. Yeah, that's tough. We're still trying to figure out COVID. I feel like, yeah, like you still have to explain yourself if you have a cough or you sneeze. You know, that's yeah. tough. 
Yeah, I do. I do Instacart, and every time I have an order that I'm not allowed to leave on the porch, where I actually have to meet the customer, um, I don't wear a mask. But there's always a notice on the app that goes, "Please wear a mask," mm -hmm. and I'm like, "Damn, that's that's, tough. that's gonna be weird." Like people who still wears a yeah, mask that's at tough. this point. It was um, a crazy time. Yeah, it was very. Yeah, it was um, unprecedented. Nobody, nobody knew what like that's that's never happened before yeah i know i don't know maybe it happened back in 19 i think it did some uh an older friend of mine said i've been through this already yeah and i was like damn that's crazy yeah i know the spanish flu hit hard but like yeah it's a wild thing um so we are approaching the end here um is there any any other um just before we get to shout outs is there any um stories or anything um extra you want to tell people um little little fallacy fact fact to see a little fallacy fact um honestly not necessarily a fact but i want to just inspire you and motivate you to push harder push forward no matter what the case is there will always be an obstacle there will always be a person stopping you from doing what you want to do push harder even on the days that you feel like i can't do it no more this is where i give up mm -hmm. you still have it in you so dig deep if it was easy everybody would be doing it um if it was less you probably wouldn't even want it um just just go hard in anything you do stay educated stay aware be alert of your surroundings you know always learn I think it's a beautiful thing to, to be educated and, and learn and, and be skilled and, and master your skills, you know? Right on. So, yeah, definitely. Um, so, at the end of the podcast, I always give the guests an opportunity to just shout out anybody that you think isn't getting enough attention, any um, other musical artists, visual artists, businesses, um, funeral homes. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> shout where... out to the B-Side Show always. Thank you for believing in me and giving me the opportunity Shout out to the Project Mayhem and my familia out there. My Project Cause Mayhem. We already know Boone, Foxy La Chingona, Bands, Ryman. I love y'all. Shout out to my family and shout out to the Marathon Collective. Uh, we're out there. We're putting it in uh, work. So, yeah, stay tuned. Right on. Um, I am going to give a quick shout out to. Who am I going to give a quick shout out to? Um, I'm going to give a quick shout out to uh, Hunter Hadley. Uh, I had him on the podcast uh last week i believe um and he's a dope artist so check him out and with that that is going to be the end yes thank you so thank much, you so much. shout out to you g thank you for having me yeah, and, you know, not a problem at all thank you for coming through everybody have a great night <laughs>